Associate President and CEO of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. We're proud to sponsor the Coping with COVID-19 daily podcast series this month. Thanks, everyone, and stay strong. I'm Tyler Orton, and before we get to today's interview, here are some of the stories that we're following at BIV. Ottawa is earmarking $252 million for Canada's food security. Funding is aimed at supporting farmers as well as agricultural workers dealing with safety issues, as well as the additional costs brought on by the pandemic. And it looks like a recovery in the national housing market could take up to two years. That's according to a new report from the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. The CMHC says early estimates indicate that one out of 10 homeowners have already deferred mortgage payments. That's it for now. Now time for our interview. So the life sciences sector, it's been front and center throughout this pandemic, and BC has really been emerging as a global leader. Even over the weekend, Ottawa announced that it would be investing $175 million into Vancouver-based Abcelera, which is researching possible treatments for the coronavirus. Joining us today to discuss how the industry's response to COVID-19 is stacking up, it is Gordon McCauley. He's president and CEO of Adamari Bioinnovations. It's a Canadian organization that's helping turn academic research into companies of scale. Gord, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So that $175 million, I I think people would be very interested in that. But uh, is that just a testament to the innovation that's coming out of British Columbia right now amidst this pandemic? Uh, Absolutely. I think it's a testament to the really strong infrastructure uh, in research and development that we have in British Columbia. I think it's also a testament, that particular case is a testament to a very strong company with a uh, strong management team that's thinking very creatively and very uh, innovatively about how to address uh, some of the most classic problems in drug development. So uh, I I just think it's very exciting to see a company like Abcelera be able to, uh, to come to the fore. And, and candidly, I think it's a credit to the uh, the government of Canada as well to to step up with a sizable investment uh, to to help them advance more rapidly. Well, you brought up the research aspect of it. That really is Admari's bread and butter. And uh, why don't we talk a little bit about that? Tell me about kind of what you guys are specializing in and how you can play a part with regards to the need to really kind of jumpstart the economy right away, but of course in like a safe manner. Sure. So. I mean, Admari is uh, Canada's national drug development venture. We exist for a really simple reason, and that is that Canada has extraordinary research and development infrastructure in Montreal, in Toronto, in Vancouver, that is uh, consistently uh, producing work well above our relative uh, weight internationally. So if you look at all of the scales on uh, innovation outputs, we punch well above our weight. Yet we're still the only advanced pharma market in the world without a research-based anchor company in the the country. And so we exist to help take that uh, extraordinary natural resource, if you will, and translate it into companies of scale that will will lead Canada to its uh, essentially its rightful place in the in the drug development world. 
So you've seen over the course of the last uh, five or six years in British Columbia, the emergence of some really exciting companies to, uh, to, to, to take that mantle as, as future anchor, anchor companies. So Abcelera, we just talked about, is a, is a good example. Zymeworks, uh, in which we've been involved, is a really good example of, of one of those companies. Xenon, which is, has been around for a while but has done a really extraordinary job over the last four or five years, uh, is, is another good example. So you see that uh, all over the country, but frankly, uh, uh, Vancouver is one of the absolute hotspots, and it's, and it's pretty exciting. So, so for us, uh, that's why we exist, and we basically do three things. First, we uh, try and identify the most compelling research we can find and then bring it together and build a company of scale or potential company of scale out of that. Now, the second thing we do is help companies scale up. So, you know, one of the other interesting little, uh, little secrets about Canada, we, we often think about ourselves as not terribly entrepreneurial, but Canada leads the world in creating companies. We lead the world, this is on a relative basis, in creating university-based companies. So it's not so much a question of the entrepreneurial drive as it is to understanding what needs to happen to scale a company up. So we spend a lot of time at that. And then the third thing we do is help uh, train the next generation of leaders in the space. One of the challenges if you don't have that uh, company base necessarily is some of the training that comes with those companies. And if you'll let me brag for just a minute, our team, has done, a pretty, our, our team has done a pretty good job of it. So we've been involved in creating eight companies. Those companies today are worth two and a half billion dollars. Uh, they employ just shy of a thousand Canadians. Uh, on the scale up front, we've been involved in more than 125 companies. Uh, 35 of those companies are resident today as, as tenants either in our facility in Montreal or here in Vancouver. Those companies um, employ uh, about uh, 750 Canadians. And then on the, on the training front, um, our executive institute, which trains uh, future leaders in the space, has been a tremendous success. Our uh, scientific program that trains scientists to be more commercially minded uh, has uh, been an extraordinary success. 96% of the graduates of that program go on to relevant jobs in industry. So, so that's what we try and do. And it's certainly a very exciting time in the middle of a very scary pandemic to be involved in this industry. Well, I also think about some of the things that persist with regards to entrepreneurs. Um, uh, I know in BC, I think we have more entrepreneurs per capita than any other province. So we've kind of got that spirit behind us here. I also wonder about some of the challenges, though. Does it sometimes come down to access to capital? I hear that's a common thing with regards to many companies. Where can you guys step in and maybe point people in the right direction or, or get them going with regards to raising that capital that might be needed? Um, so uh, investing capital is actually part of, part of our business. That's part of the scale-up uh, chunk of our business. And when we scale, we either provide expertise, uh, space, or capital, or a combination of those things. Uh, earlier this year, we, uh, we added to Admari uh, an organization called Accelerex, which was a seed capital uh, group established about five years ago uh, here. So we absolutely do that. One of the interesting things is that uh, in the middle of this pandemic, literally in the middle of this pandemic, you've seen the uh, addition of significant capital to some of the global funds. And when I say significant, multi-billion dollars worth of additional capital added to some of the most prominent global funds. So there is capital there, 
part of our challenge is making sure that we're we're helping build the kind of companies, the Upselleros, the Zymeworks, the Xenons that I mentioned, that have the, the base that, that global capital is looking for and have the base here because that's how the company stays here. One of the frustrations that a lot of us that have been involved in this space for some time uh, share is that um, over the course of the last generation, we've kind of built companies to a certain stage. Maybe they prove uh, human efficacy in a product, or, or maybe they actually get something to the, to the marketplace, and then they get sold. And they typically get sold uh, down south, which is, which is exciting and a real testament to the capacity of the folks that develop those products. But in terms of the long, uh, longer-term sustainability of the industry, is frustrating. So, so yeah, there's capital, but we also have to help those companies build in the right way. Well, you bring up that frustration, and I, I speak to some groups, and they say, well, some of the issues are just the access to talent. You know, we might have an earlier exit than what would be needed otherwise if we just had more talent here to shepherd things through. How is that talent proposition working out here in British Columbia and Canada as a whole as well when it comes to your industry? It's a critical issue. Uh, in, in any business, in my experience, it's all about people, and it comes down to what are we doing with the people? So um, from, from my perspective, I think you've got to think about the long-term uh, perspective and, and the short-term perspective. Longer term is where we come in. It's things like that Admari Academy I was talking about to train the next generation of, uh, of leaders. And we have uh, the Executive Institute that is uh, quite successful at that. We also, as I mentioned earlier, have the program with scientists. So we can develop that over time. You know, I think what some of those companies that we look at in the space are doing is uh, identifying offices in other parts of the world, uh, in the case of British Columbia, in, uh, in Seattle or, or San Francisco, maybe, and in other parts of the country, maybe in, in Boston, in order to attract some of, those, some of that talent in the near term. The other thing that's interesting right now is there's a really unique uh, Canadian opportunity where Canada is expressing the kind of uh, broad-minded um, global attitude that uh, scientists really admire. It, has, it is absolutely demonstrating a commitment to science, a commitment to data, and building on that kind of, uh, that kind of base, which you don't always see in other parts of the world. And, and frankly, in, in the in the United States right now, there's 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 open questions about that sort of thing. So we're certainly seeing the attraction of of uh, that kind of talent to Canada right now. I'm thinking about the pandemic as well. Is there an opportunity here to accelerate trends to a certain degree, or is there maybe concern that all of our focus will shift to say you know uh, treatments or vaccinations for COVID nineteen? Uh, well, I think it's a little bit of both, candidly. I think there uh, is an absolute necessary uh, focus in the near term on treatments and vaccines for COVID-19. Uh, I think we're in for a longer haul than, than most people seem to anticipate. I think that the, the timeline to, to a vaccine, uh, some, of the thing, some of the timelines you hear people um, uh, throwing out there would be extraordinary in any historical context. So I think there absolutely needs to be a, a near-term focus. And similarly, uh, on the treatments for COVID-19, again, if you accept that it's, it's more likely to be a longer-term medical problem than, uh, than most people seem to think right now, finding some of those treatments is, is critical. That said, 
one of the uh, interesting things you're seeing uh, is the uh, acceleration of the of the merger of uh, biological science and information technology. I mean, this is obviously a trend that's been happening uh, all over the place. Uh, that kind of, uh, of interaction is core to Abcelera. Uh, we have another project uh, in partnership with the Digital Supercluster and a really interesting company uh, here called Variational AI that's looking at harnessing AI technologies to try and shorten some of the timelines in drug development. Obviously, that's one of the one of the big challenges in this space. It's a long and expensive process. So if we can use AI effectively to um, shorten some of those timelines or make them less expensive or preferably both, frankly, then uh, then that's a real win. And, you know, in the midst of a of a pandemic, there's a real appetite to to try uh, different approaches. And so that's one of the things that we find very exciting about Variational. It's a really cool company. And, uh, and we're pretty excited about that opportunity as well. Well, that gives me an opportunity to plug an upcoming story from BIV. I, I spoke to the team at uh, Variational. Okay. Very cool stuff that's uh, coming yeah. out there. So look forward to that. But uh, for now, uh, Gord, I, I just want to thank you for joining us on the show today. A lot of great information that you're able to offer us. Hey, listen, thanks for the opportunity and uh, be safe. Great. That's Gordon McCauley. He, of course, is President and CEO of Admari Bio Innovations. That is it for the show today. Keep tuned to BIV.com. We'll have all the latest information for you right there on our website, and we'll be back tomorrow.